2: Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories.
4: Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. While chatting with the leaders of the gnomish enclave, Travencore gets more information about infernal contracts and what might be in the contract his ancestors signed hundreds of years ago. They confirm that destroying the medallion might take a while, but that they're not in immediate danger. Jonathan receives information on how to break the curse on Vorfindahl, that cursed sword they discovered in the Undermountain. Carlton brings Razzo out for a fancy haircut. And the crew gathers in the evening at the Golden Rock Tavern and discuss receiving a message from their druid friend Seacon, asking for help in exchange for the favor that they owe him. The next morning, our heroes wake up early to prep for the day, only to have breakfast interrupted by a pair of gif- searching for some dangerous creatures hiding in the basement of the inn. Those howlers are killed, but a tense standoff around the bounty results in a brief confrontation. Eventually the gif leave. They leave behind the bodies of those howlers, head away in their strange ship, and fly into the air, leaving Jonathan a little puzzled. And that is where we begin tonight! Welcome to Dungeon Drunks, I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Oboe Crazy, and tonight I don't have anything alcoholic, I have something sugary. So I originally went to the store to go pick up some Coke, because the only time that I drink pop nowadays is basically as a treat for myself, or to do a Jack and Coke. So I went to go pick up some Coke, and I went to go get what is colloquially called a Mexican Coke in the glass bottle with the really nice sugar, and I noticed that they had these Coca-Colas in flavors, which I don't know about you, but I've never seen. So I have right now Coca-Cola Georgia Peach. I have a raspberry sitting in my fridge right now, but I picked up a Coca-Cola, and we're going to give this a a more of a try. Mm. Tastes like Coke. It was okay. So if I start burping in the middle of this episode, you'll know why. But hey, Coke, this is not an endorsement, but if they would like to sponsor us Oh, I'd be happy. I'd be super happy. Will your burps taste like Georgia peach? Maybe, well, a long end game. Not really, not yet, but maybe I need to drink more. The night is young. Bernie, (laughs) what are you drinking? Oh,
3: Bernie's also about to eat some dinner. Oh my (laughs) God.
4: Bernie, what are you eating and drinking? So... Do you need me to come back to you?
3: <laughs> on uh, We record on the same day that I do uh, Call of Cthulhu on Encounter Roleplay. And you guys should watch it. Absolutely. <laughs> and everyone listening should watch it. So, Stephen usually cooks. Stephen cooks dinner every night. What the fuck am I saying? Uh, but he cooked <laughs> 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 There's a very small window between the two. So, he made steak and broccoli and sweet potato fries.
4: Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. That all sounds delicious. And what are you drinking with that? I
3: am drinking my current entry into the Cider Wars, which is Brickwork Cider House, batch 1904. I've had it on the podcast before, I think. It's really good. They're they're Canada. They're I want to say they're in Toronto. Yeah, they're in Toronto. They're great. It's quite yummy. I think
4: it's very good. And that's all that matters. You're the one drinking it. Jonathan, what are you drinking?
0: Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the muscular tonight. I have a new drink. Ooh. I was picking up some stuff for a Cinco de Mayo party that I was going to. And I had a thought. I was like, you know what? I haven't had apple moonshine in a while. So I bought some apple moonshine. And while I was at the Mexican grocery store, I was like, well, they have manzana soda here. I mean, I can't drink that. But maybe they have diet manzana soda, soda, uh, apple soda. And sure enough, they did. So I have created a drink called la manzana baracha. It is apple pie moonshine and diet uh, manzana soda and it's about what you'd expect i hmm. my head is a little floaty right now because i was <laughs> testing it
2: earlier
4: I, I actually have no idea what to expect but it sounds interesting it's i think interesting is the right word for
0: it <clears throat> might have okay. some fireball to it and speaking of fireball this shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of the fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to friend of the show and friend in real life Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane. She is awesome. She is quite tall. And if you go to RTX <laughs> and register, you will probably see the quite tall uh, Canadian. She is awesome and one of our best friends. So, Lori, this one is one it's for you.
4: Yay! I have no transition from that, except that, yes, <laughs> she is awesome. Travancore,
1: what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm, sure I'm butchering the pronunciation of this, Riuniti Lambrusco's uh, Italian Soft Lively Red Wine. And this isn't just any bottle of red wine, but it's the one that uh, me, my wife, and my cousin, who the one who's not evil, actually none of them are evil in real life, <laughs> we all drank uh, for the last episode of Scandal because everyone knows gladiators drink red, red wine.
3: Hold that bottle up again. Yep. See, read
4: it, probably. Reunite. Reunite. You said it, right?
1: And it feels so good. Yes, it did.
4: What I appreciate is that whether you said it right or not, and it sounded like you did, you said it with confidence, and often just saying things with confidence is enough to make it sound right. That's my secret. That's, That's all there is know. to me, really. Confidence. It's sexy. Carlton, what are you drinking?
2: Uh, so a friend of the show, Jason Ram, uh, he had brought me a bunch of sodas, and I'm on the last one now, and it is a... I'm going to butcher this.
4: That's okay. We all do.
2: Sabur Sazo Kan Azucar de Kenya Mango Fresco. So I'm guessing it's a mango soda. And? I don't like mango.
4: Oh. Oh, yeah, I remember that from the... Jeez. Why? Why? Then why? Why did he get this for you? He's your friend. He's our friend, too.
2: Which is why he got it for me. That's of a true friend.
4: Well, here's the good news. That looks like a tiny little can. Yeah.
1: It's a
2: regular 12-ounce can.
1: It'll be gone before you know it. In the meantime, send your mango to dear old Captain Jenga.
3: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Next time. Poor Jenga is a this- bard in a in a uh, in a ranger's body.
1: That's uh, yes. that's, that's Kenny Baggins. When Travancore dies, Kenny's next up.
4: <laughs> but yes, next time you get a mango thing, absolutely forward that shit. It'll be great. <laughs> Send soda in the mail. No, wait, don't do that. That's a bad idea. <clears throat> All right. So, as I mentioned in, in my little recap last time we had chatted, you guys fought a bunch of howlers fought, helped, hindered a bunch of gif, and we're wrapping up some final things that you needed to do in in the City of Waterdeep, now that you guys have semi finished up this this funness with Evelyn, the devil, the cave dragon, and the necromancer and more. What would you like to do? It is it is late morning at this point.
2: Uh, I think we were dragging those howler carcasses over to the Amethyst Acropolis.
4: Yeah. You were dragging one of them. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think uh Shadow and I try to to try to handle the other one.
4: Uh I think the two of you together probably without a roll can do it. Carlton tried to manhandle the one and that's why he was required to, but you and you and Shadow working as a duo can probably handle the other. Uh, Gestak is incredibly glad to see that those are being pulled out of his basement because they those don't look like something that I can grill up. No. I'm, no. No, you don't. No.
0: No, I mean it is extra planar flank. I nah. think it might be better
2: smoke.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> low and it's, <laughs> slow. It's a little off brand for you guy. Better off to it's specialty meat. Better to be a specialty place, you know.
4: Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want to be eating something that can howl and and stun you and drive you crazy. And that sounds like a bad idea. It came from what they, what those guys say came from Pan, Pandora, Panda, Pandemonium.
3: Yeah. It came from someplace that we are not going to in
4: the near future.
0: I can tell you one thing about pandemonium. It blows. Extra planar humor for you guys.
4: Everybody just stares at you. Just stares you dead-eyed. Bucks flies away from you very quickly. Buddy, <laughs>
0: buddy.
2: Come on. It's a shame to be seen with you. <laughs>
0: that that joke kills in the city of brass, I think.
3: I don't, Actually, uh, have you thought about... This is just for, I mean, an exotic meat month here.
4: No, no. Exotic stuff never sells well. People want comfort and security because the world is crazy and without bacon, everyone's unhappy.
0: Yeah, man's got a point.
4: Yeah, I can't
3: really, you know, I can't argue that logic It's pretty sound. Hey guys, before we head over to the Amethyst Acropolis, I do need to talk to you guys about something.
4: Okay. Uh, <laughs> a, Holy shit, that was um, impressive That was, wow.
1: a, uh, Bernie, that was a moving agree. argument <laughs> I'm, You know what, I'm gonna drink for that I don't even care if it's on a dice roll <laughs> <Me> <laughs> too. A I mean, think that's 20 a
4: natural 20 burp you yeah, Jonathan, I think your in. fireball shot goes to that burp <laughs> no, <laughs> it. here we go. Lori, here we go. <laughs> See and now now the burp has to be in the game as can, Ooh, that's, yeah. that's how oh, canonical burp. Oh. Well, do you guys want to stop in the inn and chat or would you like to walk and talk while dragging? because it's it's like a five ten minute walk to the amethyst Acropolis, probably longer dragging these creatures. So I think that's up I would up say
0: to talk
2: unless Bernie objects. yeah.
1: can we walk and talk as long as oh, yeah. actually
0: hold on. We can do this. And Jonathan spells out the
1: rune for for, uh,
0: telepathic bond. And all of you get a pop-up in your mind that says, do you wish to, you have an invite to the server, would you like to
1: join? Server?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y-E-S. All
1: right. Yeah. Yes.
0: (laughs) And all the willing creatures, uh, Actually, technically, if Shadow and Coco Snoot, although I think they can just speak dog and uh, bear, respectively.
4: Yeah, I know your thing says that if they're intelligent enough, they can join, but do they have to speak? This is an interesting question.
0: So we had a discussion on this, and we couldn't get clarification from Jeremy Crawford. So Jeremy Crawford, if you're a fan of Dungeon Drunks, this is an excellent opportunity to answer this question. He said that you could... If you were a druid in a wild shape, and you were a ghost-wise halfling, you could telepathically communicate as a ghostwise wise halfling to another creature. The problem that we were running into is, what language is that? Because I, I've ruled in the past, and other people have ruled, that it is the language of whatever you're in. So if you're in a bear form, you're sending communications in bear. Rawr exactly
4: well it kind of depends i mean it, it kind of depends on the spell and it and druids druids get crazy yo <laughs> so let's just look up let's go to handy dandy dmb d beyond and telepathic bond because i think now that you know this awesome spell i think this is a question that's gonna come up multiple times <laughs> let's just make a ruling about this shit i kind of avoided it the last time by we just Everybody else was freaked out by it, and so the animals weren't there. Here we go. Rary's telepathic bond. You forge a telepathic link among eight willing creatures of your choice within range. Cycle- uh, okay, so everyone has an intelligence score of two or more. The target can communicate telepathically through the bond whether or not they have a common language. The communication is possible over any distance. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so my ruling on this... Is because it says whether or not they have a common language. Yeah, they can talk. Bucks,
0: Coco Stu, and uh, Shadow all get pop-ups.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: interesting. Uh, does this does this does this thing work? Oh my! This is this is very strange. Oh, I don't. Oh, bird,
3: bird, is this you? Did you oh, do this? Oh, uh
0: Koko Stu, I could I could hear you. Bar- oh, I'm sorry, Baron von Coco Stu, I can I can hear you oh this is huh
3: did you do this i do not believe it was the bear that made this happen i i
1: I, i'm not sure if i'm supposed to talk with this one or the one that's slightly different
4: (laughs) i'm gonna leave the voices and those characters up to you three because oh my god oh my god blue is just
2: pawing at jonathan with a sad puppy face
4: oh (laughs) poor blue (laughs) Um, Does uh, Blue have an intelligence over two? Carlton, mm-hmm. roll me a d20. Oh, no. <laughs> We're rolling a stat, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. You're not rolling a stat. 15. I the, the What I had in my head was if the if it was a double digit number, then the answer is yes. He's over an intelligence of two. If it was a single digit number, it's going to be no. So you rolled a 15. So now Blue is, is up puppy again mm-hmm. yes so go ahead and be blue but it's gonna be blue as a puppy so he's please palling, go ahead everybody he's
2: pulling at jonathan
4: uh yeah he gets a pop-up <gasps> hey, whoo,
2: hey. Brother? uh no this no, is, no.
0: This, this is this is where yeah, brothers, brothers, brother's over there all right, oh, uh, no. okay. all right. Anna, well, welcome to the call uh uh bucks coco snoot and shadow we will i guess Have
4: your input in this from now on. I'm not sure this is. (laughs) This is also the maximum number of creatures that you can have in this. By the way, yeah,
0: the horses don't get in on this. I'm sorry.
4: No, this is eight willing creatures. So this literally,
0: (laughs) these animals would go go in before horses
1: do.
4: Oh, what's that smell?
1: Oh, I also smell that smell. What smell is that? I think it's a
4: smithing. I too smell the smell, but you. Bernie was trying to have a conversation, and now it's just going to be now. It's just going to be your animals being distracted. It is, oh, it I,
3: is I... Gonna, no, this is exactly what would happen if you put animals in on a call. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent realistic.
1: Trevor floor yep. has left the chat. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: okay, guys, let's let's focus up, y'all. Uh, welcome to the call. I, I. I actually don't talk to Bucks like this very often, so it's very it's very strange. But uh uh let's go ahead and give the floor to Bernie who wanted to say something real quick. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yes, uh, Jonah, Jonathan, uh, I, I will I will certainly yield. Oh, oh, I, I have so much to say. Oh my ooh, ooh. and you see Bucks' feathers get a little ruffled, get a little puffy.
3: Mm. Coco snoot, I always knew. I always knew you were a real baron.
1: It's important for you all to know that you're all bears in my book. But I have ranked in how much of a bear you are, with Travancore being the most behind me, of course.
3: Shadow, no one is surprised, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, interestingly enough, this is not a conversation I ever thought I would have, so there's that. So here's the thing, as we walk with these undead howlers down the street and silently, which is funny. I imagine we're attracting a lot of attention.
4: Yeah, but it's it's there. the kind of attention where people are watching but not participating because those things look scary and you all look intimidating. That's true. <laughs> We killed the
0: fuck out of these things. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So, I talked to my god the other night.
2: Oh. 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 oh.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I mean, we, like, talk, I mean, I'm, we text, but this was kind of, like, the first time we've ever met IRL, as it were. I have to go find a diamond.
0: Okay, let's find a diamond. Is this a, a, a Queen Bay thing, like, you have to, like, something to wear?
3: This is something that will enable me to raise the dead. Oh! Not, not undead, because, you know, there's the undead. Right. I'll be able to bring people back to life. I like your idea of helping people. I think that's what we should be doing. But I think we're going to be put in situations more and more like... And she kind of looks around at the dead howlers, and she thinks about the uh, hippopotamus. And uh, more, more and more, I think we're going to... Be in situations like this one. And if you guys don't mind, I think it'd be pretty useful, and she stares at the bear, to be able to bring people back from the
1: dead. (laughs) I would like to not be dead. We will help you, Bernie, friend.
3: You know what, Shadow? For the very first time, I can say that you and I have that in common. I would also like you
0: to not be dead.
1: And, and Shadow's just, like, blushing. You can't even think what to say. That's, like, the nicest thing Bernie's ever said to
0: <laughs> him. Oh, oh, I I have died several times, and it is not fun. It is, uh, oh, it is a, it is a, well, I wouldn't
1: say harrowing. It's actually, in my case, not that bad. Trafficor just says, yeah, I'm on board. Just tell me what we gotta do.
3: Well, you know, actually, now that I come to think about it, she didn't actually really mention where the diamond was. There was another contingent thing. Well, I think it's
0: something we need to buy, right? We just need to find someone who's got a diamond worth that much,
1: that's yeah. got a diamond that that's pure. Shouldn't be hard in town like this.
3: She said something about knowing where it was. I mean, I know somebody who could teach me how to do this. I don't know that I really... I'm not really up for going home right now, though.
0: I mean, if if home is where we have the best chance of finding this, then maybe... That should be our first stop.
3: Well, mm. after we drop these guys off, I'll send her a holy text message and we'll see what she says. Okay. I'm not sure if we could just buy one. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if I have to go learn it. She was really, really, really mum on the specifics, but she makes really, really good tea and cookies.
0: I, I would imagine... Deity level tea is probably pretty good.
3: It's going to ruin all tea for me forever, if I'm honest, but...
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to be quite as good. Nothing is. It's like Carlton and Sorcerer's Sweat. Yeah. I'm
2: determined that there's someone in, there, in, there, in this goddamn city who has it. It is big enough.
1: We'll find it, buddy. We'll find it. That's like Travancore and Carlton's side quest <laughs> <laughs> to find sweat. But...
3: Coco Snoot chimes in and says, "The goddess touched my head and gave it several pets. It was more than satisfactory. Ruins almost all pets for me.
1: Godly pets too. Wow. Travancore, do you have a God that can pet my head? No, it's not really my thing. Other people want to do it. That's fine. I'm not really the God type. Oh, and I
0: believe that Queen Bay has pointed me the way back. That the times I've fallen, and I, I, really do appreciate it. And, uh, and oh, if I, if I had known you were going to be speaking to her, I would have definitely said to convey my thanks. And he flies over to your shoulder and nuzzles you. Aw.
3: I'll, I'll pa- I, I convey. She knows that we're grateful.
0: Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. And once again, his feathers fluff up. <laughs> He's done a lot of fluffing today.
4: You know, Bucks. Out of context. <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, you are approaching the Amethyst Acropolis at this point. So if there's anything else you wanted to say before you entered, now would be the time. As yeah. I'm assuming, I know this, this spell lasts for an hour, I think. But I'm assuming once you're in in inside and chatting with Razzo, you're probably going to be a little distracted by actually speaking. Yes.
0: Probably. And, and there, who knows? I mean, I don't think I've done this in the acropolis so it's very possible it might get suppressed or ended
4: well jonathan you would actually know that might happen but it would be in the actual tower not in this opening area where razzo is that's not technically part of the acropolis it doesn't have the same protections oh okay
2: jonathan uh i think we should ask razzo if there's a loading dock around back we can take these two because i don't think they want them in the front
0: oh that's a good point yeah i'm uh i'm gonna Drop my drop my leg that I was carrying and I'm going to, I'm just stride in to see the Razzo.
3: The last thing you guys hear is, ah, this is the Acropolis that belongs to my Bernie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonathan, you head on inside and, and there's Razzo and wow, he looks really snazzy. You're not exactly sure why, but he just he just Razzo looks- the snazzo? He's, he's snazzo Razzo. He just, something about him. He's just really well put together today. Looking
0: good, Mister Razzo. You got you got a. Uh, is that is that a new shirt? I think it's a new shirt, right?
4: D- no, but I was inspired by my new haircut. Uh, and he points to uh, his hair, and oh, you can now okay. see yeah, that, like,
0: to- totally. It's uh, yeah. I can tell now. Yeah.
4: I I just pulled out one of my nicer shirts that hasn't doesn't have quite as many holes and freshly laundered and stuff. But uh, hi, hello. Hi. What can I help you with?
0: Uh, so. We ran into some extra-dimensional beings, and then they what? were they were hunting these other extra-dimensional beings. We killed. Actually, I don't know if they were all extra-dimensional. Point is, we've got a couple of big, big-ass monsters out here that we've killed, and we don't know what to do with them. And we figured maybe uh, the Acropolis would want them for science.
4: we're more the magic science than the science let me take a look and he hops off his stool and he comes walking on outside and pokes his head out and and sees the rest of you with the two giant howlers
2: (laughs) 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 we all start waving (laughs) yes and
4: he he waves back although he looks super perplexed and he kind of stares at it for uh, the two of them for a little bit and goes where did you say these were from uh the golden rock tavern that's not an extra well, dimensional place. That's- oh, oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, they are from the the, the uh, dimension of pandemonium.
4: Oh, and they ended up here. That's scary.
1: Yeah, and hippo men. Oh, Gif. Gif, I believe they call themselves, yes.
4: And he points at Travancore and says, Yes, oh, you've now had encounters with the Gif. the. <sighs> Frustratingly annoying, aren't they? They're um, yes. What, and, it was,
0: and everything bad that happened was their fault.
4: Yes, they are rather aggressive beings. Yes. Uh, aggressive is a term. They're guns? I, uh, just, I don't understand why they find those things appealing, but that's okay. They don't understand why magic is appealing, and maybe I'm just biased. Uh, hold on a moment. Let me go. Uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, wait here. And he goes, <laughs> walking back on inside. So you have a few minutes as as people continue to, like, give you guys a wide berth. The Howlers, they don't smell too bad. It's not amazing, not amazing smell, but there's it's only been a couple of minutes. But I mean, they didn't smell really good when they were alive and they smell even worse dead. What's disconcerting is you've left a trail of blood and bile and spittle all the way from the Golden Rock Tavern here. So there's like this weird wet trail that people are stepping over as though it's acid. And maybe it is. You don't know.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, guns. How uncivilized (laughs) magic's where it's at. Am I right? And, uh, I give, uh, I give Bernie the spellcaster high five that we've been working on.
4: We complete the spellcaster high five. (laughs) I don't know what it Uh, looks like.
0: I don't, I don't know either. We'll figure it out.
4: (laughs) A moment later, Razo comes back out and he is followed, um yeah, he's he's followed by a a gentleman, an elven gentleman, uh very short, cropped black hair, tanned skin. Uh he's wearing um not like normal mages' robes. It looks like he's wearing uh just pants and a shirt and How is pulling is on he? an overcoat. Um for an elf, he's pretty tall. He's probably as tall as Travancore, maybe an inch or two higher. Not not amazingly tall, but uh, but elves—they're they're all pretty lithe and lanky. Bernie um, looks
3: him up and down,
4: and then mutters under her breath. She's like, "Damn." <laughs> 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 he doesn't notice because his eyes, for the the moment he steps outside, are on these two creatures, and he looks over at all you and and he he says, "I." I don't think I have had the pleasure. My name is Bai Elric. I'm the Facilities and Provisions Manager. I don't think I'm the right person to deal with this, but... And Razzo speaks up and says, He was the quickest one I could find, because... Uh, this, uh. And uh, Bai speaks up again and says, I, I I can see what I can do. What 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 manner of creatures are these? And he kind of moves the head of one a little bit very gently and he looks and he goes uh are these howlers
1: the gift they- called them howlers yes, yes they
3: are and i'm
4: bernie and she holds out hello a- <laughs> he holds out a hand and said, very nice to meet you I- i'm sorry I-, I did not mean to interrupt our our normal uh normal introductions but it I've only read about these things. And then he goes, he shakes your hand. Yep. He introduces him f- himself formally to all of you. Yep. Um Would I and- just need a
3: passive whiz passive perception to see if he's wearing a wedding ring?
4: Oh, you could Yeah, you don't need to make a check. He does not seem to have any jewelry on <coughs> whatsoever. That's good. Yeah. Um, he is intently now studying the, the howlers have that big red throat area where it seemed like they built up their power when they were doing these howls and he's kind of examining it and he goes, I can see what we can do about getting this to the right people for examination. It's not often that we have specimens from pandemonium. I'm not sure how useful it would be, but certainly- this is not something that should be disposed of lightly. Um, let let me see if I can get these transported directly into the Acropolis. And he turns to Razzo and they have a, a, a very brief conversation. Razzo runs back inside uh, and, and Bai turns back to you and says, Jonathan, I have not had the pleasure of of." welcoming you into our order, but I have heard from Arras very good things about you and, and your friends.
0: Oh, it, it's very nice to meet you. Yes, Jonathan the Muscular, and uh, yeah,
4: we're the Heralds of Greenest. And where are you off to after delivering these specimens of pandemonium?
2: Um, We gotta see a man about a goose. Oh, yes, yes.
3: We
0: do?
1: Uh yeah, I uh, our friend Seekin might need some help.
3: Oh, yeah, our friend Seekin. Shit.
4: Um, (laughs) It's a druid. He's a a druid, you know. Druids are often in need of assistance, uh, but usually whatever assistance they need is very integral to the natural world, so hopefully everything is okay. Um,
3: knowing Seekin, there's about a 60-40 chance, Yeah.
4: (laughs) Uh, Razzo comes running back outside and he's holding a scroll that he hands over to Bai and Bai takes it and says if you'll excuse me I'm going to uh, teleport these up into the Acropolis uh, was there anything else that you needed? Uh, no, not at the moment I don't think Excellent, we'll, we'll give you an idea if we find anything useful and certainly if those gif come back let us know, we've had a variety of dealings with those beings and they can be feisty.
0: On a scale of zero to banish to another plane, how would you rate those other interactions? Asking for a friend.
4: (sighs) If banishing would get rid of them permanently, I would definitely go with the banishing. Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Sticking to policy. Got it. it's It's not a permanent solution, however. And be warned, they are quick to take offense and they usually come in, in very large squads. So uh, be as, as diplomatic as you can under the circumstances, if only because it just makes life easier. They have guns. So uncivilized. And he takes the scroll and stands in between the two bodies of these howlers. He puts a hand on one and, Uh, reads off from the scroll and there's this flash of light and then both bodies and he are gone. And Razzo says, well, that was, that's when we to start a morning. Anything else I I can help you with?
3: Um, I think we need to go see a man about a goose.
4: Okay, hopefully the goose will be less dangerous. Those things look dangerous. Did you see their teeth? You probably saw their... <laughs> yeah, we Some of them we got some of has got up close looks. Master-
1: okay, well, bye. Master Reza, one more no- thing.
4: Uh, yes, uh, of course, whatever.
1: Thank you so much for for looking after our animals while we were down the under mountain. We appreciate your help.
4: It it was my pleasure, and from my understanding, you did a a great service for the whole city. So if if me playing with a puppy and feeding some horses was was helpful to you, then I I am happy to oblige at any time. And he gives you a little bow and a smile, and then he runs back into his office.
1: Cool. Onwards, then.
4: (laughs) I guess we gotta go see rap see, uh, See a man about a goose? Yeah. All right, you're all going to go chat with, with Seekin? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you very quickly find his green, green grass emporium of, of plants. And um, Bernie, you notice this at first. The door is closed.
3: That's weird. I don't think this man knows he has a door to close.
0: Huh. Druids are kind of like the warlocks of the di- of the Of the divine. Of world. The tree. They're, yeah, they're they're a bit weird. Um, it's, I uh, mean, we
3: know this. I mean, hell, let's see. Carlton, you met Seekin, right?
2: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people.
3: Yeah, I think only Carlton met Seekin, because Carlton came with me to get the tree.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, no, no. Uh, JMM was here because he was with our animals. Mm. Right. It
4: might actually be Travancore, who's the only one who hasn't met Seekin. Huh. Well-,
0: well, let's let's knock and see what happens. And Jonathan the Man Muscular backs up, casts Maychain, and knock, knock, knock.
4: All right. You knock, knock, knock. About 20 seconds go by, and then the door uh, is yanked open about a foot and a half. And there's Seekin standing there in his barefoot glory. He looks at all of you and says... Oh, good. Come inside and opens the door fully and then turns around and walks in.
3: Okay. Do you want, Seegan, do you want us to shut the door? Bah- bah- yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 doors, shut the door. Please? Sure. I should say please. Shut, please yeah, shut you- the door.
3: Good job, Seegan.
4: You guys all enter, close the door behind you place looks like, I, I mean, Travancord, you haven't seen this place for yourself, but the rest of you, it looks normal. It's the, the basic front of his storefront, as it were, with the, the one counter. You can see into the back where the greenhouses and there's still plants there and things being grown. Nothing seems off. He turns to you all and he says, so you got my note. We did. We did. We got your note. Yeah, so I gotta go see my grandfather, and it's kind of a little bit of a trip, and you said you owed me a favor, so I was wondering if you'd come with, because, like, it's a trip, and it might be a dangerous trip, and so I need some help.
3: Oh! Where- Oh!
4: Where does your grandfather live, Seekin? Well, he's got a grove just outside of, of the city, But we got to get there and then I got to go see him. And it's it's usually, I mean, I've never been there before. I just kind of know how to get there because I got the instructions and now I got to go.
3: Oh, do you have to go right this very minute or is there time to pack? Because we didn't expect to go on a trip when we came here. We expected a monster, actually, I think.
4: I can be a monster if you want, but that's not... No, that's I wouldn't want to right now. We don't want no, not no. No, no. So, and he reaches into a side pocket and pulls out a, a, like, a wrapped leather case that when he opens it up, there's a piece of bark that has some writing on it, although from where you're standing, you can't really see it. And... He opens that up and he looks at it, and it also unfolds this long cylinder of wood. It looks; it almost looks like it would be a wand, except it's—it's it's not. Johnny could just tell from this distance; it's not a wand. It's—it's it's almost just like a, a plain cylinder. He's holding onto the cylinder and he's looking at this this patch of bark, and he's like. Well, I'm not given a, a time limit or a time frame, but uh, grandpa, my understanding is like when, when it's time to get summoned, you don't wait too long. So, I mean, we don't have to go now, now, but probably later soon. Is, would tomorrow morning fit into later soon? Uh, is that as soon as you can?
0: No, we can run back and get our, all our stuff, I think.
4: And yeah. Af- how about this afternoon? Uh, yeah, I mean, w- as soon as you can is as soon as it, it it needs to be. I mean, sooner is better than later, but later is okay if later is all.
3: Do you know where the Golden Rock Tavern is?
4: Yeah, yeah, your tree went there. Your lemon it did. tree.
3: It did. How is it doing? It's doing great. It's making lemons and they're making prayers. Good. Yeah. So how about what time is it right now?
4: It's probably about noon. You spent the morning you got up early in the morning and had that fight and it's probably noonish. Okay. Uh three We o'clock? can we can if tomorrow tomorrow we can we can tomorrow, like first I'm thing. I can thinking I can about if it's figure... like
3: a dangerous thing that we might want to have a long rest.
0: I mean, I haven't blown any spells, I don't think.
3: Yeah, you did this morning when you fought things, right?
4: Yeah. Th- this oh, is, oh, right. This morning. Oh, why you were, yes. When you
3: were like, this afternoon, I was like, man, he's just playing fast and loose. I'm out of third level spells lots.
2: Oh, Listen. right. Y- yes. So
0: it it was, this
1: morning was so dramatic,
0: traumatic, that, yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot.
1: All right. Yeah. So maybe first thing in the morning, it might be the best.
3: First thing. How about, are you good to leave at uh, eight o'clock tomorrow morning? Golden Rap yeah. Tavern.
4: Yeah, 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 meet you there, meet you there, I'll have my yeah. stuff, I'll figure out how to close this, this, I'm supposed to close this, I had a friend say that I was supposed to, like, that's why the door was shut, because they said close.
3: Yeah, I know, I noticed the door was shut, I didn't know that you knew you had a door.
4: I, oh, I knew I had a door, I just didn't know I was supposed to close, I thought I was just always open while I was here, I mean, how else am I supposed to help people get lemon trees?
3: Exactly, um, so what you need to say is you need to make a sign that says, close. Closed temporarily. Be back soon.
4: Uh, okay, we might be gone a little while. Might be like more than a, 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 a little, it might be a while. It might be, I don't know, I have to go and then I, I may be there a while and then I have to come back. So it could be more than a day. It could be two, three, maybe a week, maybe a 10 day, maybe more. Is that okay?
3: Uh, that's, you know what, Seacon, that's, that's okay.
2: We'll play it by year. Exactly.
4: I, I have ears. Close. So and is like m- making a note to himself. Close. Tem. P-O-R. Per. 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 And so like 10 days is a temporarily?
3: 10 days is a temporarily in the business world.
4: Okay. That's good
3: to know. Um, I didn't seeking, know that. Seeking, Hi. Something else you should know. Yeah? You are going, when you leave, you have to
4: lock the door. Okay. Then how will I get back in? I don't think I have a key. You know? Well, that's okay. Actually, the greenhouse uh, out back has a whole bunch of openings to let fresh air in, so I could just go in one of those. That's fine. And he kind of goes back to writing himself a little, a little note and a piece of paper on the desk. He's like, "I can just, I can just fly in later when we get back. So I'll, I'll lock it and I'll just fly out. That's fine." Okay. 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 Tomorrow, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Well, yeah, yeah. First thing, first, first, first. Sunrise. Yep. Golden Rock Tavern.
3: Hold on, 8 o'clock is not sunrise,
4: Seekin. It's late in the winter. It's pretty late. Like 8 o'clock. Okay, okay. okay. I was like, wait. 8 o'clock would probably be about 20 to 30 minutes after sunrise, but not, like, barely. Because it's, you're you're in the winter. You would know that, though. That would be, so if you want to retcon that. Okay, uh we'll retcon that. I was like, wait a second. Sorry. I'm like, 8 o'clock is not sunrise. Seekin will say, just after sunrise. Yes. See you then, buddy. Bye. Yep. I I gotta close. We're closed. We are closed. Write that down on the. Got I gotta be
3: on the outside of the door so people can read it. Seekin. Okay,
4: that I can do. Closed outside temporarily. And he'll. He's just busy like gathering stuff and. Wait, making the outside's notes and-
2: closed, so we're not allowed to be outside. <laughs> Shh.
4: Carlton, let's yes. go. Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Bye. Then he goes back to writing. And as you leave, he leaves it up to you. Do you want to open or clo- close the door as you We're leave? We're closing the door.
1: I will be the last to leave, and I will take personal responsibility to close the door behind me. Ahead of me. Or behind me.
4: Travencore, you do an excellent job of closing the door. Woohoo! Didn't hear the roll for you, it. you, I like it. Nope. You. <laughs> With your you Dexy Beast, you. I'm back, baby.
2: We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offer stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands at a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com.
4: We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. Play with some of the Forgotten Realms' most iconic heroes, like Minsk, Boo, and Dritzt. Characters from Force Grey, like Arkan the Cruel. And even Strix from Dice Camera Action. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on June 3rd, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. H-U-G-S-R-I-V-A-F-A-I-R-S-U-N-I. Hugs River Fair Sunni. So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. All right, you guys have an afternoon, an evening, and a night before apparently Seekin's going to show up and take you guys on a trip. What would you like to do? Bernie needs to
3: cast whatever it is she usually casts to find out about this diamond. Because if I recall, this is only coming from me recalling that in, if I recall correctly, like in the conversation, it sounded like she was talking about a specific diamond.
4: If that's the case, then I might have made a little bit of a mistake. She was not mentioning a specific diamond, just that you needed a diamond that met the spell, met the requirements of the spell, which is specifically a 500 gold piece diamond, but not a specific diamond, just that it had to be uh, 500 gold pieces in value. And she had indicated that might not be easy thing to find and that's why she was basically telling you to go out and find one. But there isn't like a specific diamond because the spell, if you ever have to cast this, it consumes that as part of its components. So you need to find a diamond, uh, one of hopefully more than one that is valued at 500 gold pieces or more.
3: How much money do we
4: have? I... Have
1: about two hundred gold left for myself. If you need it for to procure the diamond, it's yours. Uh. We
2: the person at the Acropolis said when we were talking about the the snail shells about going to the jewelry district to, to do that. They probably have diamonds there, and maybe we can st- sell sell a shell. We sell sea shells
3: for a diamond.
2: That might that's gen- that's genuinely not a bad idea. Like we just trade in. That's what they're. We could probably get like. Two diamonds for it, right? I guess. That's that's how that math works?
3: Um, I am never was really very good at algebra.
2: And Carlton's, like, counting on his fingers, like, all right, 2,500 gold shell equals 500 gold diamond, and, yeah, so we can get 25 gold diamonds. <laughs> Do we
0: have access to the pocket house right now? We don't, right?
4: Uh, you will tonight. The It closed last night. And so tonight you'll be able to to open it up again.
3: We could always take a quick shower and go to the jewelry district. You don't want to look like shit when you're trying to buy something
2: and I do have a fresh cut it's true yeah let's let's do that
0: let's let's see about about turning those uh shells into something
1: very, very useful. yeah.
3: Bernie also has an idea of where she might be able to get one for free, but she doesn't want to go there.
1: Did she say that out loud, or did you think that to herself?
3: Uh, if we can't get diamonds in the Jewelry District, she will bring up option Z. (laughs) (laughs) Ah,
0: the Zulu option. Excellent.
4: All right. Uh, So you guys kind of spend the afternoon packing up, cleaning up. The pocket house opens at just after dinner time and... I, I would say you would figure out that it's very possible some of the places you'd want to go might be closed after dinner, so it might be worth it to clean up and go before you have access That's to the show. That's what I was thinking we'd do.
0: Yeah. And then um, broker a deal. Yeah, make the deal and then deliver and say, hey, can we stop by like later tonight?
4: Yeah, and you all also know that these shells are huge and heavy, and so you probably wouldn't want to be just carrying them around until midday. Yeah, until you know where you're going with them, at least. So it it would be very reasonable to just wait. But we still
1: have that cart that we got from uh, we fixed up from uh, what's your face and the two uh, elven twin guys, right?
4: Yes, that is still housed at the uh, with your horses at the Golden Rock Tavern. Perfect. They've been taking so, we can always just those.
1: transport it in that. Call it a day. When, when yeah. ready, that is. Jonathan, all I right. have a question for you. So, I know we spent an obscene amount of time in the Undermountain already, but are you at all worried about the power dynamics there now with uh, the, uh, the Kobolds being leaderless and having to face the drow down there? A little. I think it just.
0: I, from what I was not impressed with the drow we saw. So, if it's a small band or just people. Or just drow passing through, I think the kobolds will probably be fine. If the drow decide that they want to move in and the kobolds haven't rallied beh- behind someone or still kind of like oh, all yeah, dragon, then they'll get slaughtered. I think, but I think that it is it is enough on them to where we don't we shouldn't worry about it yet.
1: Okay. And any need to tell the City Guard about what's going on down there, or do you think that? So- it's just there's always to be something going on there.
0: No, we can mention it. I, I don't see any reason to keep it a
1: secret. Okay. Next time we have contact with uh, what's the the gentleman the uh, I was inspecting with who came down with us to to disarm the well? Do you remember? Anyone remember his name? It's on the tip of my tongue.
0: Oh, um, his duster. What was his? Ah,
1: uh... yeah, he had the nice the the, the cool duster. Let me cool, let me uh, look at my notes. I've uh, uh, cool duster. Starts with concerned R.
3: Husband. That's all I remember. Press. A, right press. on Press. right Press. Yes.
1: Perhaps it'd be worth talking to him at some point. Just letting him know what's going on down there, in case the city guard wants to keep an eye on it. Just uh, we, can we can also,
0: I mean, as we're going to the jewelry district, we'll probably pass a guard station. We, yeah. I can, and I can say, "Hey, I'm John the Metamuscular. Watchful order. Here's a report."
1: Okay, Chavencore feels relief. Jack, doubly so, because the Undermountain <laughs> has Amfil levels of disinterest for him as a player at this point. Spent <laughs> enough time in
4: both. All right. Uh, Yeah, it's simple enough, Jonathan, for you to find. You don't necessarily find a guard station, but there are, especially as you're going to kind of the the ritzier part of, of the market district, there are plenty of city watch all around you can flag down two of them they they're a little suspicious at first but when you kind of give them the the, the basic report they they listen and they they nod and they, they let you know they'll pass that along to rifon and that he knows how to get a hold of you at the watchful order so that's that's pretty easy to do
0: and then i'd say all right as you were uh,
4: okay oh and they watch, walk out. Off.
0: watch out for hippo men with guns 'Cause that happened.
4: One of them looks super confused, the other rolls his eyes and is like, Oh dear God, GIF, really? Yeah, again. Yeah. Oh, Alright, fine. Wait, how come
2: everybody else knows about these things but us?
4: Uh, the second guard goes, I didn't know about this. What do you what do you what do you mean? No, uh, like and, you and knew his... what it was
2: already called.
4: Well, yes, have, once you encounter them, it's not the kind of thing you forget.
2: Right, but how come we were the last ones? No, and the, the other s- guard, his partner also didn't know. The second guard goes,
4: well, you weren't, no, what's going, I don't know what this hippo guy's, what? And oh, the- wait,
2: so he's the last to know?
4: Well, yeah. probably, I don't know. we will right, have to enough. ask around. I feel better. And the two, as they walk off, the one's like, what do you, what, hippo men? What are you talking about? Oh, I'll tell you about it. We'll, we'll, we'll put the report in with Rife on. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And they wander off. I would love you guys to roll investigation checks as you are looking for a jeweler that might carry 500 gold piece diamonds. I'm going to send Bucks over the jewelry district
0: and have him look and see where the swankiest people are, but from above. So he can see like their... He could get a, like, he can better pick out, oh, he can get a, like, a uh, a vector field
2: of richness.
0: All
4: right.
2: Uh, I'm going to duck into an alley real quick and then duck back out and I look like a, uh, I kind of look like a fancy Travancore, but, like, not exactly Travancore, but, like, definitely like a Perconum, what I would assume a Perconum Noble would look like.
3: How bad does Ooh. he look, Travancore?
1: Well, uh, he's got some of the culture flourishes correct, but none... Of the, the modernity. No goggles, no top hat, no no corset. And I
2: take the gift sash and I put it on like a like a crosswise. That way I look really regal. Because a half-orc walking into a jewelry store it's not usually the best thing, and I'm just going to blend into the populace.
1: Travancore tables his, his conversation about cultural sensitivity <laughs> and, and the history of his country and all that and says... Y- you look good, bud. You look good. And he kind of pats him on the shoulder. Imitation's
2: the sincere form of flattery. So, so he,
1: tied his, he tied his sorry correctly? C-
2: Carlton, no.
4: roll me a performance <laughs> check. Bernie's going to look
3: at Carlton and she's going to look at Travancore,
4: and she's going to go, oh no. Twelve. Uh, with a twelve, yeah, everything Travancore says is true. The sash, you don't think the blood looks gaudy. oh there's still blood on it oh yeah you you cut it off of the gift and and then took it so yeah you don't think that that i mean blood sure that's a sign of power right you're a half orc yeah so it's and it it definitely like you you've tried to emulate what you think Travancore might dress as except Travancore is dressed in like water clothing because you guys bought clothes here. So basically, what you look like is a a fancier version of Travancore's water clothing with a bloody sash. But it's not bad except for the bloody sash.
0: Maybe table the sash, buddy. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to Uh-oh. look like okay. you killed someone for their jewelry,
1: or at least get it cleaned. Oh, oh, fine. You know what? The moderns can probably do wonders with it, assuming they don't use toxic chemicals to clean it.
2: All right. Yeah, I'll have I'll have clean take care of it.
4: All right. And then I I had. Perception checks from you guys. I'm sorry, investigation. Investigation. So Jonathan and Bucks.
0: Jonathan got a 13 because he rolled a five. He kinda sucked. Bucks, however, got much lower. <laughs> he got like a
2: <laughs> like a
4: five. Alright. Carlton?
2: Uh Carlton, surprisingly, feels very regal and noble and feels like he knows where he's going, and he got an 18. Wow. And
3: Bernie? Bernie got a twelve. Barney is distracted by Carlton's cultural insensitivity, something she thinks they've talked about, but they're going to have to have another
4: conversation. <laughs> File that away for later. And Travancore.
1: Detective Travancore has another clue in the shape of a 12. Uh, she's His assistant, Dr. Doctor Shadow, got a 10.
4: Okay. So surprisingly enough, Bucks, who seems to be in the perfect position to look down the hoity-toity hoi polloi of the city, he flies a little too high and he gets a little too distracted by the grandeur of waterdeep which is massive and doesn't he can't see the forest for the trees the rest of you are able to guide yourselves to what looks like a street crossway that seems to have several jewelry stores fancy gem shops places that look like they they specialize in this kind of attire, the the stones and everything. Carlton, you pick out two places right next to each other that seem to be a decent size that have a more impressive storefront and you're kind of going on the assumption that any place that's going to carry the quality of gem that you're looking for, it probably is going to also be a rather impressive stores is probably pretty large and so you find two places the shop on the left seems to be busier there's people actually coming and going inside of the storefront that one is called uh red Ruby's rose and the one on the right it's bigger but it seems to be the the door hasn't opened the whole time that you've kind of been looking you st- Kind of spot through the window that there's maybe like one or two people in there, and that one has a sign out front that says Jabald's place. Jamal uh, or Jabald J A L B A L D. went all through
3: elementary school with a friend named
4: Jamal. Oh, it's nice there you to go. hear he's doing well. Did uh,
0: so the Ruby's the Ruby Reds place uh, looks like it like more it's got more foot traffic going.
4: Yeah, just in the few minutes that you stood there in, in this corner, kind of scoping out these places, several people have come and go.
2: We're uh, Ruby Reds?
4: Yeah, let's uh, Red get- Ruby Rose.
3: Red Ruby Rose right. it is.
2: I-, I go to Red Ruby Rose and I hold the door open and I go, my liege, and I like gesture for Travancore to walk in. I
1: I walk in.
4: All right. The place is very well lit with what looks like little tiny candles. They don't seem magical. There's just a lot of them everywhere, kind of giving us a soft glow. And most of the people that are in this facility, there's like four or five of them, which is a lot for like... a jewelry place, they're looking at a couple of displays, display cases with glass tops to them that as you walk by, they're pendants, necklaces, rings. Uh, The counter itself seems to have a display of cut and uncut gems of various sizes, although all of them look pretty small to you. They're tiny, they're maybe... 20, 50, 75, 100 gold pieces, you'd guess just from from eyeing them idly. And there's a, a portly gentleman behind the counter. He's wearing a very nice dark purple doublet and hose with kind of a thin thin bit of scrolling on it. He's a, a human, bald, with white gloves on. And as you enter, he he looks up and kind of looks at all of you and gives you a nod, and then goes back to what looks like he's cleaning off a, about a, a good size emerald of some sort. He's just got a, a tiny little brush, and he's just cleaning it. Bernie
3: needs to buy things, so she's going to go up and say, Hi! Yes? Um, I'm in the market for a diamond. Excellent. Do you have any?
4: We do. Any motions to the left of him? Uh, and there's a part of the display case is showing off. About four or five diamonds, all of various sizes. Uh, Most of them look smaller than probably what you need.
3: Can I get a price point on these, please?
4: Sure. What price point are you looking for?
3: 500 gold pieces?
4: Roll an insight check.
3: God, I'm so bad at it. That's a 19. Never mind.
4: Nice. Almost almost a natural 20. He does his best to keep his face impassive. You say 500 gold pieces and his eyes narrow a little bit and he looks to the part of your chest where one person would expect to see um, if you were wearing a holy symbol, a classic holy symbol around your neck. He looks, his eyes just go there for just a moment and then go back to yours. And he goes, that is an order of magnitude I don't currently have on display. Might I ask how many you're looking for?
3: Well, it's one of those things where one hopes one never has to use them. But, and she, like, snakes an eyeball over to Travancore and she goes, it's best to be prepared.
4: Ah, so uh-huh. you are looking to purchase a diamond for what I think you are purchasing it for. Yeah. Which of the the large temples are you with? Oh, well,
3: large. Well, um, large is such an interesting term. I'm with Bay.
4: He thinks about this for a second, he goes... That's not one of the authorized temples in town. What? That is not one of the temples that I am authorized to distribute to. You will need to talk to one of them in order to get the size you are looking for.
0: Um, point of order. Hi, Jonathan the Magimuscular, member of the Watchful Order. The fabulous spellcaster that is before you uh, is one of the most powerful clerics in the area, Period.
3: Well, that's a little.
0: It's not. I'm not. I'm not overselling you. Trust me. Oh, uh, uh, oh, that's right. I need. Yeah. So, yes, there was a. There's been a lot of losses in the spellcasting sector recently. So, I'm really hoping you can help us out. Like I said, I I represent the Watchful Order. This cleric of Bay is part of my team, and a and a very powerful cleric at that. If you can help us out, that would be aces.
4: He looks back at you and he says. You misunderstand me. This this isn't for lack of interest, and I certainly believe your needs and and wants. And if you are looking for a diamond of that quality, then obviously you have the power to wield it. It's so you don't know about the, all the large temples in town have have cornered the market on that stock. I do not have anything left, as I am required to sell to those temples whatever I have left. I also have not had anything of that size and quality in weeks.
3: Can I uh, um, I just need a little clarification.
0: Sure. A little clarification.
4: There, <laughs> oh. there it is. There it is. There it is. He he gives you the clerk looks back at you, Jonathan, and while well before he seemed very interested and open and like he's nodding along with whatever you're saying, now he just kind of side-eyes you and then goes back to looking at Bernie.
0: I cast major and high-five myself.
3: It's, she looks at him and she goes, it, it's my entire life. No, I just, uh, you seemed to be describing two different situations. And I, I, I'd be very interested. At first, I just assumed the city had passed an ordinance that regulated who had access to the materials that could allow this spell to be cast. I know the kind of world I live in. I know there are plenty of people in my position that pray to less than savory deities. I understand if a municipality would decide to limit access to spell components in order to maintain what they see as their moral compass. Is that what's going on?
4: Or is it something else? It's it's a bit of that, yes. But mostly the ordinance was to make sure that diamonds of that quality that could be used for that purpose were not bought simply as jewelry. That were not sold for everything I have here is mostly for for. Show for jewelry, for aesthetic purposes, but the the major temples in town were concerned that those who had the money to buy that kind of diamond would not be willing to give it up for the good of whoever they were raising from the dead. And so the ordinance is there basically so to that
3: prevent speculation.
4: That too. I am I am given a decent markup for those gems that I get access to and I turn everything I have over to the the orders so that they can have them on hand, but there was a run on those diamonds uh, several weeks ago and many were being snatched up before they even reached water deep. I would be surprised if you could find any anywhere in town that would have something of that quality maybe one of the larger temples still has one or two that they would be able to sell to you but there is nothing that i can do my apologies
1: travancore wants to insight this guy sure 14
4: he seems to be genuinely upset by this you're not quite sure if he's upset because he's delivering bad news or if he's upset because he's losing a sale like that you can't quite discern but either way you don't think he's bullshitting you like okay he's real. he won't.
3: I have a few more questions the run the run on these like what kind of ru- what constitutes a run in this kind of business
4: well the reason that the ordinance was put into place is because all of a sudden for a while, apparently, there was a problem with raising people from the dead, and those that paid for that service were not getting delivered upon it. And oh, no. those who have the power and the money to, to require that service become very upset when it does not happen. And my understanding is for a while, when that was a problem... That ritual was tried again and again and again, and many were lost who were never able to be raised. That's why the ordinance was put into place because suddenly you just could not find those diamonds anymore because people kept trying and trying and trying.
3: Wowzers! Okay.
0: Well, maybe you can help us out with something else. We do have a we do have access to a flail snail shell which we were also looking to unload because, I mean, we're going to still look for these diamonds, but this was going to be a two-step plan. Uh, is that something that you're interested
4: in? Perhaps. Is it a whole shell? Oh, yeah. Transporting those are difficult. Uh, yes, if you're looking to sell, I, I might be interested in that kind of material. It's exotic enough that making, uh, making jewelry out of that kind of material could be very profitable. How much are you selling it for?
2: I think we were looking to get about three thousand for it.
4: He gives you a look and he says, "I don't think that's within my price point."
2: What's what isn't within your price point?
4: Probably about seven hundred fifty gold. My friend, my friend,
2: that's that's a that's a low ball. So
0: we can we can help you out because we can get you if you if it is something you're interested in and uh shit i didn't have this is why we need Rari's telepathic bond situations like this um
3: nah this is better yeah
0: <laughs> so i'm uh jonathan is like well would you be willing to take 1600 but for two of them
4: he thinks about that for a little bit and he says perhaps they're if they are full and complete shells that's definitely good but the cost to turn those into usable Cuts for various jewelry is, is an expense I have to think of on top of whatever I pay you for those shells. What about a diamond?
2: Or I was also going to say, what if you tell us what sizes you need and we get them cut down to a clockwork precision?
4: No, we get Carl. <laughs> no, 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 no. Carl,
3: no, no, sorry. <laughs> I-, I
4: would rather have my own man take care of that, but thank you for the offer. Frankly, the cut ones would be less valuable because I would have them cut to order. So unless you're planning on becoming a jeweler full time in my oh, employ,
0: oh no, no, we've got we've got enough on our plate.
4: What about
3: what about a trade? You ever do special orders?
4: Hmm, depends on the order, but I can give it a try. What are you interested in?
3: Three diamonds
4: of the size you're looking for.
3: Yes. If it if your books need to look different, make them a little bigger.
4: Oh, the bigger no, anything bigger than five hundred is taken. Anything of that size, although in fairness very very little comes in bigger than than that, I'd be willing to trade, but that would be that would put me in in a lot of trouble with quite a few people in the city, especially the the masked lords. I really do want to help you, but i the next time I have access to three of those diamonds, they must go directly to the temples.
3: What are the temples?
4: Most of the major Faerun gods. Uh, and so you would know there would be. Well, let me pull up a list. Yeah.
0: Probably <laughs> like Bahamut, Here. those guys.
2: If a. Yeah. a yeah. We have friends at the Temple of Mylikki, if we had one of them come with us on our behalf, would you be able to sell to us then?
4: I don't have any at the moment to sell to you. Your best I'm, bet would be. For the future. Your what I'm saying. Best bet would be to just try to buy directly from. If you know someone at the Temple of Mylki, your best bet is to just talk to that person directly.
0: Yeah, that's why. That's why selling them these shells now and trying to get yeah. as much as we can for them. That way, at least when we go to one of the temples, we'll have cash like on hand to be like, hey, you know, professional courtesy for Acolyta Bay.
4: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Were you still interested in selling those shells?
3: I think so. We have somewhere we have to be tomorrow. We're we're helping out a friend.
4: A word. It's, um, it's my leash.
1: could you excuse us for a moment? Alright. I wanna a little party rover.
4: Absolutely. There's really nowhere in the store to like it's a it's a small like I I talked about these being the largest storefronts, but it's not so huge that you can find a corner. But if you want to step back outside, like he, he basically gives you a nod and says okay and goes back to cleaning uh the gemstone and if you wanted to step outside you could have yeah. a, a private moment. Yeah, I seem to
1: remember these shells being worth a lot more than eight hundred per. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were
2: originally estimating. Yeah, I thought
1: it was like twenty five hundred per. Like from uh the the Smith that we we talked to. Yes. Yeah. Let's uh. There's more than one shop here. Yeah. Let's not commit ourselves to that. If we can't get the diamond from this guy, at least we should get top dollar for these shells. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. We can uh, we can go around and 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 chop around a shell. And then if, and we'll shut, we'll see what they want for one and then we'll bring out that we have to. Yeah.
4: Do you want to just go into the other one that you were looking at right there? The Duval's yeah. place? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. He's right there.
4: You guys walk into the shop. Uh, There's actually a little bell on the door of this one that goes ding, ding, ding as you come on in. And you're almost immediately greeted by a couple who are in the process of storming out. They are very nicely dressed. Um, One of them is a dwarf. The other seems to be a human. They look shocked and angered and leaving in a huff. And they give you like the most basic of excuse us, excuse us, excuse us as they push past you to get out the door. And from behind them, at the at the end of this shop where the counter is, you hear, Yeah! Get out! I don't wanna see your faces again. Okay. And you look into the shop and it looks very much like the one that you were just in, the the red uh rose ruby, but it's empty. And there's just a disheveled human at the end of this the the counter. He's very clearly intoxicated. He's wearing what it would probably be really nice clothing except they look wrinkled and like he's slept in them maybe. And he he's waving sarcastic goodbye at these two people as they walk out and and you walk on in and as he waves he kind of his hand drops and goes, "Ah, oh, for crying out, really? I just got rid of the last ones. Come on." What? Do you, what? Do you not what? Do you not like customers? No. I want drink, and if you're here, I can't be drinking. I have to... Hi, what can I help you with?
1: Travancore is going to make a beeline to uh, to him and uh, be like, well, let's make this quick then so you can get back to drinking.
4: Okay. I'll, so, I'll drink to that.
1: My name's Travancore. I'm... And he kind of bristles, and he says it's the where Glamour because he doesn't have another title to go to yet. So, are you familiar with Lady Liz- Olivia Passerach? Maybe. Okay, so I'm the a little sweet lady, on her. The I new lady get s- down, yeah. down the, the...
4: Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. her, exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm looking to procure something to, to impress her. And she's,
4: uh, she's a she's one of those kick ass ladies. You don't want, not here, you wanna get her like a, a dagger or something. Yeah, so I've yeah. I, I have daggers with with shit on it, and he turns around and he reaches down, he pulls out what looks like a jewel encrusted dagger in a scabbard that's been dyed red. You can see right away that this thing is purely ornamental. Like as he pulls I it out I was thinking
1: more along the lines of the diamond, because everyone says, yeah, there's what people say, and that's what people mean. And it might very well be that she'll tell you that she'd rather have something functional or practical. But I believe everyone has a place in their heart for something objectively beautiful. To that end, I'm looking for diamonds. Not just any diamonds. Diamonds that might be worth 499 gold, but could possibly worth more, but will be marked on the book as 499, if you follow my meaning.
4: Oh, you, you want to raise someone from the dead. What, did Passerac die? I just heard she had the Feast of the Moon a couple days ago. I heard Hold she on. was fine. N- what is, happened to her? No was, uh,
1: let me... Uh. Wh- what, why is everyone talking about raising people from the dead? I'm from... I'm not from and I'm from across the sea somewhere. It doesn't matter where I am from. I'm looking to get a big rock. That's what we do back home. You you like somebody. You're sweet on them. You get them something impressive and objectively beautiful to, to and valuable to express their interest agree well
4: listen listen i that's all sweet and nice and uh, love it love it totally totally love it how about two that are worth 250 how about that like stuck together in in a sword or something, or just plain you can just give her rocks. I got two. two, 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 because listen, you ain't you ain't a temple temple hoity-toity person who's gonna I raise rich people from the dead. So you, I, I no, nope. two fifty. And he pulls, uh, he puts the sword, the dagger away, and goes back into the display case. And unlike the other display case at the other place, which had all the the stones lined up really nicely in rows by by their sizes, this one is. Kind of like a junk drawer. And he reaches into right. it, and he kind of pushes a few things aside, and he pulls out two fairly large stones. And he goes, see? See? Ah. And he puts them over his eyes like, ah. Oh, that's going to make me sick. Oh, what a bad idea. Oh,
1: oof. I don't know what kind of check I can make to see if he has anything even remotely close to what we're looking for. Or can I just tell with my eyes? Well,
4: it depends. Are you looking at the stuff that he has? Or are you looking at, are you trying to incite him or perception his stuff?
1: I'll perception his stuff.
4: Okay, give me an investigation check, actually, then. Driving oh. investigates.
1: Well, cool. All right, I get to do that thing. 21.
4: Hey! Not bad. You watch as he shifts through the junk drawer that is his display case. You don't see any diamonds that seem to be worth that amount, but you do notice that there's there seems to be a false bottom to this thing. Like, you're used to looking for traps, and even though this is not a place where you would find a trap and this is not a trap, you kind of instinctually look at edges and corners and stuff and the, there's a false bottom to this drawer.
1: Now let's see what you really have for sale. And I kind of stare at him a little bit.
4: Uh, really? Huh? You know, th- this, is it. this is it. This is what I got.
1: Why don't you look a little deeper?
4: Uh,
1: and I tap oh. the, uh, the case, sort of indicating that I know that there's more there.
4: Okay, you, you kind of tap it, and you hear a little bit of a hollow sound, yeah. and he is instantly sober, and, it, and instantly is just like, who sent you?
1: I'm the Viceroy of Glenmar from Perconum.
4: Yeah, that's not who sent you. Who sent you?
1: Who sent me? I'm here in my own accord on a mission of discovery.
4: Yeah. Yeah, buddy, why don't, why don't you just get out now? That's probably best for all of us. And he kind of backs away from you a little bit, and he gives you all the eye. All
2: right. So at that point, I kind of take off my hat, so I'm back into a half orc. Look at me. All right. Uh, I'm. No. I get
0: hit a lot. All right. All right. All right. No. Hold right, right, right. no. right, on. hold let right. Let's let's steer this conversation a little a, in a slightly different. No Just trust. Me. No, no.
2: No. 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 Um. They even can see where I'm going with this. We know.
4: We see. We're not going there. All right. So. Flails, Carlton, nails, shells. In fairness, when you when you do that, he does look concerned. He doesn't look intimidated, but he does at at. Yeah, he, I wasn't
2: trying to intimidate.
4: He looks concerned, but he doesn't right. he doesn't seem to be backing down. He's just he's put a little distance. Go ahead, Jonathan. Sorry. If
0: if we were to hook you up with a flail snail shell, what would that be worth to you?
4: Um well it depends on who you know and how how'd you know about this place?
0: Um, it was we walked by and it was a jewelry yeah, store. You're a
4: jewelry store. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You want you want to play that way? Sure. Uh, flail snail. You got the whole shell. You just got parts of it. What you got? Whole shell. Whole thing. All right. Drop two thousand gold on a whole shell. I'll give you give you a little bit more if it doesn't stink. Um. All right. I think. Yeah. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we now we're talking.
0: Now we're talking. And
4: jo- Jonathan roll an insight check.
0: Okay. I am great at these. Awesome at these.
4: Sixteen. He's telling you whatever you need to hear to get you out of his store, you
0: know oh. what nah.
3: Bernie's gonna sigh
4: and she's gonna say, "I don't want to do this this way
0: all right let's let's listen go
4: let's let's not look, we don't have to be hasty here because it's not going to turn out f- for anybody why why don't you just why don't you just leave and we'll all forget that you were here
3: that sounds like a good plan. Let's go guys we can we'll figure this out when
1: we yeah. get back I walk out uh
4: Carlton. Let's go. All right. As you walk out, the little, little bell goes, da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. I
1: feel like this is going to be a song we're going to hear a lot. We, so at this point, we just need
0: to get rid of the shells, because I think that we have to go to a temple to to yeah. get a diamond.
4: Jonathan? Yo. I will remind you at this point that Razzo did tell you exactly where you could go to sell the shells to get a decent price from somewhere that he trusts. I was
0: about to say, because... Uh, uh, okay, we'll go there real quick. Are they yeah. op- Are they still open?
4: Galgon's extraordinary armor is still open. Oh, okay. yeah, and
1: that name. All I think of is someone who's suffering domestic life and saying, Galgon, take me away. <laughs> I, can, I don't even think I had written that down.
4: Yeah, I, but I know I you got that memory. And so I'll give this one to you because because that was an interesting interaction that I just had.
1: I wanted to think about like Wendrigan's castle. How close is that to Waterdeep? It is not. It's not. Okay.
4: You have a vague idea of where it is, and it was several days travel north and east of Greenest, which ah. would put it many, many, many miles away from Waterdeep. Got it. And you only okay. kind of have a vague idea where it is.
1: Right. Okay. For another day. Episode 200 or something. Sure.
4: Okay. Or for tomorrow. I mean, you, you can do whatever right yeah exactly all right you guys head over it's it's getting late in the day you head over to galgon's extraordinary armor and galgon himself is is out front you don't hear any actual blacksmithing going on it looks like the the fires have died out for the day and the weaponry that you see inside is is impeccable it's it's very nicely made and as as you come on in he he's a he's a a dwarf with what looks like he's just taken off his leather, uh, hard leather stuff in order to protect himself from the forge and is just putting on like a, a smock and some pants. And he's actually in the process of tying his shoes when you walk in and he goes, Oi! What can I help you with?
0: Hi, Jonathan the Man Muscular. I am with the uh, the Watchful Order. and Oh uh, nice! Yeah. How's Razo doing? Oh, he's great. We just we actually just talked to him this morning. He's still he is still hopping them rivers. He is
1: he's great. New haircut too.
4: Oh, finally. Did he get rid of all the hair in his ears? That's the worst. Like who who does that?
1: Looks like a proper gentleman now. Oh, we we made sure of that.
4: Good. Good. He deserved it.
0: He's he's groomed and such. Uh listen. Man. Listening. Listen. Small talk over. (laughs) How how do you feel about house flail snail show?
4: Oh, you're the guy. He asked me about that. Yeah. That was like days ago. I was expecting you as It felt a while.
0: like a lot longer.
4: I know, right? It's, it's, the weather around here has just been crazy. Yeah. Uh, no, he said you had two of them. They're in pretty good condition. I could probably drop 1,700 on you for, for, for one, probably. Uh, if they don't smell, I'll give you 2,000 each. We can make them not smell. That'd be great, cause that's the worst. Is trying to get get the smell out, and then because everything smells, like do, any place that you have those things stored, you're gonna have to clean that out for like the next three years. But so if you can bring them to me and they don't smell, I'll give you two thousand each for them.
0: Will, sure. yeah. Um, yeah. Are you gonna be around for a little while longer? Uh, we we have them we have them secured, so we just. Well,
3: actually, if you think
0: about it, you want to do it tomorrow. No. What time do you open?
4: Ah, well. Normally it's sunrise, but there you gotta you gotta clean them. Is that what's going on? Yeah, just, we gotta clean them a little. So right.
0: if you yeah. yeah.
2: t- if we could meet you here, maybe at seven, right before opening, before the streets get crowded, because you know transporting those
1: things. Yeah, nobody wants to be out in the open with a failed snow shell. You know what I mean? Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. All right. We, uh, let's have, have which one of us?
4: I'll let one of you pick, and then I'll give that person advantage because of the rest of you.
1: Uh, I nominate uh, five... Bernie. Yeah. Not a. I, I got a plus five to persuasion. So, I have I mean. a plus six. Oh wait, Berninos. I nominate
0: Bernie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Boom! Hey,
0: hey!
4: <laughs> he says. He says, "Oh yeah, for friend Arazzo, oh, sure, why not? I'm not gonna bring me coffee, and I'll yeah, you I'll, got it. I'll, I'll be here before sunrise. Sure, I take his coffee order. Uh, he wants it black and." Th- thick like mud and as big of a cup as you can manage Uh, but he promises if you bring him that he'll be more than happy to take both off your hands and if they don't smell 2,000 gold apiece
2: sounds fair to me all right
4: all right you guys head back out into the water Havean in evening intent on making your snail shells not smell. I, I want to end shortly, but I'm gonna ask, how, how are you gonna do this? Okay. The
3: moderns will know.
0: Yes, we'll have the moderns do it. Uh, Jonathan the Magic muscular is gonna consider the ingredients and chemicals and stuff that he has at his disposal and we'll, and we'll think like what what'll be not deadly? But we'll help this. He's gonna he's gonna think about that.
4: Alright, you roll me an intelligence check. Travancore, since you've been doing all of the investigating to check to see how the modrons are doing and, and how they've been holding up, and so you're probably the most familiar out of everybody with how they work. Why don't you also give me an intelligence check?
1: Okay. Well that should be fun. Ocho.
4: Alright. And Jonathan, what'd you get? Ten. You don't have much, but Travancore you think these things are resourceful. You'll you'll do what you can. Okay. Um. And so you go back to the golden rock. Put I'm assuming what we're doing is putting down the nut, activating the house, heading on inside, and you guys are having a chat with your madrins.
0: Yeah, we I, when Jonathan the Magimuscular, he he normally leaves the uh, militant stuff to Travancore. He's and Jonathan the Magimuscular steps through. It's like madrins front and center. We got an all-nighter to do.
4: As we walk in, Carlton, roll a perception check.
0: What the fuck
2: happened now? I perceive with a nine.
4: You're pretty sure that skull that you told the the Modrons to bury, they just placed on top of one of your zucchini in the garden. Oh, right. (laughs) Burry. Everybody else is like beelining for the door, but you can't help but look at your garden every time you go by. And there's that- I love my garden. There's that cobalt skull just- just sitting there meanwhile you guys all walk on in the modrons are there in a flash at jonathan's proclamation i will say that if you would like to spend several hours helping them out that you can create a bleach-like concoction
3: nothing that's going to damage the actual s- shell
0: yeah right and no and we don't want to I'll put in the elbow grease with the modrons. yeah we don't want to spend all night doing it because some of us got to sleep yeah i'll do some of the finesse work
4: I'll say if all of you help out together, probably only will take an hour or two, but you will all be stinky and sweaty and uh, you get the...
2: What's what's different? What's new about that? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Remember what Galgon said about how the, the armor, the, the the shells... I've been
2: stinky and sweaty since I was five years old. Yeah. Yeah. So- this
4: is- I'll- yeah, I'll
1: take the extra step to remove my armor and maybe my cloak and all that and just be cleaning in like an undershirt and pants, basically, so I don't get too much of my clothes stinky.
4: Okay. Yeah, same. Put on our chores clothes. Yeah, if you guys do that, then then you won't stink too much. Uh, the next morning, you guys get them fairly cleaned, leave them outside the house, because that, that pervasive smell that you have noticed every time you've gone into the basement, when you take the shells out, th- that smell is still there. It's, it's not fun. It's, it's the remnants of a bad fart from three days ago that hasn't really gone away. Okay. Well,
2: after we deal with this, next time we're in the pocket house, we'll start spending an hour or so to kind of get it out of the house. Now that we have the cleaning solution.
0: Well, we have the cleaning solution and we have Modrons. So, uh, before we leave, we'll just order the Modrons to clean up. Yep.
4: Yeah. Well, you guys, uh, put the shells outside of the basement and get yourselves a long rest. The next morning, you pack everything up. Yeah, between between you guys, you're able to to carry these things as you leave in the morning on on the fourth of Nighttail. Are you taking the pocket house with you?
1: I'm taking it with me um, going forward. Unless we say otherwise, I will always be taking the uh, the pocket house, the nut, and everything. I just here's the nut. Got it. <laughs> Thanks for giving me your nut, bud.
4: I will always be asking, too. Okay, you take care of that. You drag the shells back over to Galgon's. Before we leave
0: uh, the inn, yes. though, I do want to I sniff. And how good is Gestock's coffee?
4: You ask, and he says, well, I, I just brewed it, so it should be pretty pretty good. Uh, like This would be a fresh pot.
0: All right, I'll take a large cup to go.
4: Okay. If you're going to take it with you, uh, I'm going to have to, I mean, it's going to be like- Four silver, because uh, you're taking the cup. Wait, the cup that- yeah,
0: that's fine. And I, give, right. him, I, I give him five, because I appreciate
4: it. All right. And, and at some point, he's going to ask you guys to pay for your rooms and for the, the horses and stuff. But you seem to be in a hurry, so he kind of lets you go. It's
2: He thinks we're coming he back. Don't,
4: he doesn't have a travel we mug. We are coming back. We're meeting Seekin here.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
4: He doesn't like have a travel mug as such. So he just has a very large mug that you carefully have to walk with. But you know, I, I trust that you can. You make it back over to Galgons, who is bleary eyed and, and just opening up as you arrive. Uh he sees you. He doesn't even talk to you until he has taken the mug of coffee.
0: I I, I just hold it out. I don't even I don't even say good morning. I'm just like here.
4: Yeah, he doesn't say good morning either. He just he comes walking up to you, takes it from you, uh, downs like half of it. <sighs> Not as thick as I'd like it, but it's good. I I, I appreciate the the quality. All right, this is it? All right, here you go. And he he pulls out from his pouch four thousand gold pieces that he had had previously set up hands it on over, says, just just leave them over there in the corner. I'll deal with them once I'm like fully awake.
1: Okay. So I guess okay. uh, Shadow and Jonathan take one, Carlton takes the other. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: And you put them on over on the side, and then was there anything else you wanted to do before you returned to the Golden Rock Tavern to meet Seekin? Thieves' tools. I want to buy thieves' tools. <laughs> do we have
1: because time? Because every time we're- At a dungeon or in a cave, we have a door. We have to pick the locks with your freaking bobby pins. No. If he has thieves tools,
4: I'm buying them right here, right now. (laughs) He looks at you and he says, I'm not a thief. Why would I have something illegal like that? Door picking tools for
2: when you forget your
4: keys.
1: We're not thieves either. We just run into a lot of doors we need to open because they're abandoned places. We're adventurers, god pawns. It's just part of our way of life.
4: He, yeah. he reaches behind him and pulls out a big hammer and he says, this is my thief's tools.
2: This is my thief's tools. And I mm-hmm. like, pull
4: out the axe. No, this I'm is sorry, my thief's
0: tools.
4: I totally get what you're coming, but you need to talk to someone like a thieving we, person.
0: Look,
3: we, guys, we just got to get on the road and All I've right, got an appointment on. set up.
4: Yep. Uh,
2: sorry, I man. Zoom, like, you don't sell any magical weapons, right?
4: Uh only to the mages at the the, the Watchful Order. You could, uh, you could put in an order. Uh, he
2: through them tea for you. Got it? Yeah.
4: Talk to uh, Jonathan. You you would you know. You could talk to the person who could do the thing with that. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me later when I'm awake. And he goes back to his coffee.
0: That's fine. Cool. The mage hand we we stays bail. He behind and waves, and then we leave. Yeah.
4: The the invisible mage hand. I think it's invisible, isn't it? Anyway, you guys head back to the Golden Rock Tavern to wait on Seekin, and that is where we will end for this evening, as Woo. next time, Seekin will show up, and, and you guys will apparently go off and help him find his grandpa.
1: So many failed attempts to buy contraband.
4: <laughs> I know, right? Hey, do I... you have the thiefy stuff? I want the thiefy
1: stuff to steal shit. I'm not stealing shit, but this is what it's for. Hey, why would you ask for thieves' tool if you were planning to steal something? Wouldn't you just steal them? You could just be literally really bad at asking for Oh, I just figured out how I'm getting thieves tools.
0: To be continued. Proceed. Okay. <laughs> I have I am in a game with a lovely rogue who literally walked up into a bar and asked how to join the thieves guild and every single person on the call palmed at the same time. God bless <laughs> him. But yeah.
4: If only one of you or mu- multiple of you knew somebody in the thieves guild. But yeah. let me Let me give you some experience for Do you want to join the server? Y E S, yes, for Shadow informing us about his, the fact that he's ranked you all as bears in his in his mind. Um, for convincing Seekin that he needed to leave a, a close sign outside instead of inside for some very interesting interaction at a few jewelry shops. <laughs> um, that, uh. <laughs> it didn't go well, but you have a little bit more information and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens next. I'm going to give you guys a total of 4,200 experience to split between the four of you. And next time we're off to see Seekin's grandpa. we appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous year patrons thank you megan lori aka calamity jane that indian dude michael LaPointe, aka vazarus and hunted shadows llc